You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. So, welcome back! It's like we didn't have a big break this time. <laughs> so far. <laughs> oh, there's still plenty of opportunity in my personal life for a, uh extended period of breaks. So, uh, we're taking a little break here and smoking a cigar. What are we smoking this week, Brad? Or do you want me to pronounce it? Yeah, you, you go for all the <laughs> shit, because I already threw away the, the wrappers. So all it I is know... the Los Estados Deluxe from Scandinavian Tobacco Group, uh, and partnering with uh, Matt Booth as a creative director. It's made of Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It's kind of weird. That sounds almost like it should be the most metal cigar brand ever. Los Dados Deluxe. Well, it's I like mean, just Mexican the fact that, band. you know, um, at Scandinavian Tobacco Group. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I went the wrong, uh, wrong way with that. We, yeah, like, our freaking need to paint our faces white. I mean, you are well wearing the Hellfire Club shirt, so. I just got to get some grease paint and, uh, you know, <laughs> go full on black metal. Yeah. Oh, man. Watch Deathgasm again. It's a good movie. <laughs> I need an ice cream cone for that, though. Dude, it's the middle of summer. Why the <laughs> fuck don't we have ice cream cones? I don't know. That's what you should do for Dragon Con. You'd be the guy from uh, Deathgasm and see if anybody recognizes it. I mean, I'm really... Just walk around with a fucking ice cream cone. I'm just going to sit on a park bench, dude. <laughs> oh. So the reason why uh, Brad's wearing his Hellfire Club shirt is we're going to talk about season four of Stranger Things. Which is going to be... to the Upside Down. Like, now that I've thought about it, this might be the one episode that we're going to have to condense down. Because the one thing about this season is every episode was like a full-length movie. Yeah, this is definitely probably not an episode where we're just we're kind of just going to go uh, talk about some highlights. We're definitely not going to be, be able to go episode through episode and recap this whole thing. Because, fuck, this is like the longest season uh, yet. But before we get into that... Uh, if you're going to fight Demi Gorgons and Vecna, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Just in time for Dragon Con. Get caffeinated uh, as you're uh, you know, getting your geek on or, or throwing some dice. Rolling them bones. Yeah, why didn't we try to roll for initiative before we started recording? <laughs> like, we've already set ourselves up for failure. We're getting destroyed. We should have had like someone else come in and be a DM and just like freaking just do podcast by roll. <laughs> you want to tell about uh, Master of Puppets? You got to roll a, a six plus two. Fuck. <laughs> Metallica's like, you want to feature us on your show? Roll 20. <laughs> Otherwise, we're suing your ass. Nat 20. Because, <laughs> I mean. Anybody that's old enough to remember Napster. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, all of us, like, even after Stranger Things, like, I remember Metallica for what Metallica did. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Maybe they've calmed down in their old age and like letting people use their shit. Negative. Nah. <laughs> I mean, they do kind of look like grandpas now, playing their grandpa's guitars. Yeah. <laughs> like they should just turn in the electrics and. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, it was I can't remember who it was a uh, somebody I was following on Instagram. Apparently, did like an adult swim fest, and uh, Metalocalypse played at the uh, this yeah. freaking whole adult thim adult swim themed uh <laughs> festival yeah because there was something i saw um oh i was watching like some live concert and you know james hatfield got on stage and he's like we need to talk about an album that was so underappreciated and blah 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 <laughs> and they went into a saint anger song and it's like no your album still sucks <laughs> and with that we're going to go back to 1986. When Metallica was good. <laughs> Before they sued all their fans for Napster. Welcome back to the Upside Down. I wonder if there's like a, if there's right side up and upside down, is there a sideways? Is that like another, like kind of like Multiverse of Madness? We haven't seen the, uh, that'll be season five, we go to the sideways instead of the upside down. It's like, oh, we've encountered Event Horizon within the Upside Down. Now we're right side up. <laughs> or maybe it's like, you know. The, there's the uh, up, up, left, right, left, right side. <laughs> maybe if you go in there, you get 30 lives. Maybe it's like the Cupid Shuffle, you know. One hop, one time. <laughs> Demi Gordon, two times. So, yes, as we kind of alluded to in the intro, this is the biggest freaking season we've had so far. Not only, like, well, I mean, it's kind of like the normal run of episodes, but fuck, each episode was, like, hour, hour and a half, like, feature, like, hell, the last episode was, what, nearly two fucking hours it was literally a lord of the rings film <laughs> i think it was almost like two and a half or something crazy like yeah it was like the last one was like went on forever and it's the first time we've not gotten like the full drop all at once is like we got part one which was the first you know what eight episodes or i don't know what you're talking about i got the full drop yeah because you wait till the last damn <laughs> And I managed to avoid spo spoilers. <laughs> it just sucks for guys like you that want to talk about shit. And it's like, I can't talk to you about this. Ha <laughs> ha! You hurry up and watch something, asshole, so I can, I can tell you about the things. Yeah, so we got the first seven uh, episodes July 1st, and then we had to wait a month for uh, the final two episodes to uh, to drop. Which were, after seeing those final two episodes, I'm like, alright, I understand because you were probably still working on visual effects up until the release date. <laughs> Dude, I got to say, like, you know, this season, they went all out as far as, you know, effects and everything else. I mean, granted, not to take anything away from previous seasons, but every one of these was like, this is a 
blockbuster production. This isn't, you know, just... Yeah, I read somewhere that that final episode had more effects than the entire, like, season combined. So it was like, yeah, they're probably like, fuck, we're not going to make July 1st. Like, how many you got done? Uh, we got seven done. All right, let's just drop those and you finish the last two. <laughs> I mean, but realistically, like, what are Stranger Things competing with right now? I mean, I, I feel like it's one of those shows that is a tier of its own that really stands out. Yeah, because it's... I don't think anybody's doing, like, kind of this genre of... of like, I think we said it before, it's like, shows where, that are kind of supernatural horror, you don't really have kids in danger any much, like back in our day when it was like the Goonies and... It was like every movie was some kids getting, you know, wandering off from their parents and getting into some shit. So it's like you have to set it in the 80s. Now nobody wonders. They just sit on their ass and stare at their phone. <laughs> yeah. You get, get you, off my lawn. You got to, uh, where's Billy? Oh, hold on. Me, I find my phone app. Oh, Billy's like next door. So it's like you got to shot, shoot it in the 80s to, uh, to uh, you know, justify the, the kids, parents not knowing where their kids are for days at a time. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think even, like, you know, maybe the 90s into, you know, possibly the early 2000s. But, yeah, after that, like, everybody just started, you know, I'm going to stare at my screen. Yeah, we don't want to go ride our bikes to the upside down. We want to play uh, Angry Birds or whatever the kids are doing Roblox these days. Or some oh, shit. Roblox, yes, that's the new hotness. Fortnite, <laughs> I don't know. Is it even the new hotness? It was the new hotness, like, five years ago or something. I'm old, dude. Like, I haven't been uh, on the new hotness since fucking 86. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I remember all We are the hotness, though, because now everybody's like, oh, we want to play these games. We want to do these things. And it's like, I live that shit, man. Oh, this like, the other day I was, it was some old song I, I was playing. And the kid was like, that's a TikTok song. I'm like, fuck you. Get out. Like, that is not a TikTok song. Like that song is older than you. It's probably older than me. Like that is not a fucking TikTok song. Like get the hell out. <laughs> is it Betty Davis eyes? No, I can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's one app I still refuse to really try to get into. Like people send me shit, and I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna take the standard approach of why the fuck you keep sending me stuff about clocks? <laughs> it's the only thing that go TikTok or clocks. <laughs> So yes, uh, we catch back this, and this is kind of a weird season too because, as you remember, last season it ended with Hopper dying. Not really. Called it. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and then like half the crew, Eleven losing her powers and moving to California with uh, with Will and uh, and uh, his brother, and so it's like. The whole season, it's like like three different stories going on simultaneously, because nobody's like together until like kind of the final, the final final episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, in a way, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, to you know, sort of mix things up. But at the same time, I'm just like, there's like 14 contained stories within <laughs> like like no wonder the episodes are so long. Yeah, because, I mean, it took a lot to kind of, like, wrap all this shit up. And, hell, they still didn't really wrap it up, because it had left with a 
another cliffhanger because we, as we know, we only got one more season, and this is definitely the uh, Empire Strikes Back where you know it ends on like Max is in a coma and the Upside Down has like won this battle because now they've opened a fucking portal into uh, into our world, like a massive gate that they can now invade us. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> and we're probably gonna be another year two years before we uh, find out how this shit's going to wrap up. But I wonder, like, you know, I still predict there's going to be some sort of, you know, a spinoff series or something else. You know, where maybe it won't be the entire cast, but, you know, like, this season I thought did a really good job with, you know, really showing a lot of the background, you know, between the facility 11, you know, everything else, like all of the previous numbers leading up to 11. <laughs> and why we haven't seen any of them except for number nine. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was always one of the things we kind of been, uh, been contemplating on like, well, if she's 11. Like what happened to one through 10 and we, whatever last season or was no season before that. We, I think we had a, uh, we met number nine, but yeah, it's like, where's all the, why is she, this is a big ass facility. Why is she the only one in it that escaped? And then you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and I did like how they started with that too. They started with the flashback of a younger 11 before season one, just in this midst of like the lab is just jacked up and everyone's freaking dead and she's just standing there all like freaking bloody eyed looking looking like the fucking exorcist or some shit and you're like oh shit did, did... I sort of you know I was I was thinking sort of like rage you know yeah, Carrie. Carrie and uh like hmm hey why is 6 <laughs> afraid of 7 cuz 1189 you idiot can uh, you not count no <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> But yeah, I, I like how they kind of started with that, and it's like, you're like, oh shit, did Eleven, like, was she the monster at some point? And you see her dealing with, like, kind of anger issues since she lost her uh, lost her powers and had to move to California. But living in California would probably give me anger issues, too, so I understand. <laughs> and we don't find out till later that, no, she was actually the hero and not the uh, one who caused all the fuckery. <laughs> but then again... Like, I don't know. Do you sympathize in that regard? Like, you're getting bullied the fuck out of, like, you know, you're, you're shown favoritism. And... Yeah, and everyone else is like, you know, hate you. Yeah, especially because, like, up until it shows what actually happened to the kids, they did a good job of leaving that alive that she may have killed everyone that she may have this like dark side because like she's getting uh, cause spoiler. She eventually, uh, Papa's not dead. And, uh, you know, that since there's like, you know, bodies dropping in Hawkins again, they bring her into this, uh, another hidden lab out in the like Nevada desert. And like, you know, like, you know, it's, the reason why you've lost your powers is because of like trauma. There's a mental block. You need to go into this, this freaking float tank flashback system. And we're going to like regain your lost memories. So you've got to like 
re-experience this stuff that unlocked your powers to begin with to get your powers back. So the whole thing, like I said, yeah, it's showing her getting like bullied and everything else. And you're like, it keeps building up that evidence. Like, Oh, she's about to fucking snap. (laughs) And then turns out she, uh, she didn't, but yeah, up until that last moment, uh, whatever episode, I guess, uh, eight, maybe where they finally like revealed what really happened to the kids in Hawkins. Um, yeah, it was like they did a good job of making you believe that, like, oh, she's she's got some kind of uh, dark past. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, it's the same as like it just seemed to me like I, I'm like you're sort of the sly conniving version of like Professor X trying <laughs> to, you know groom and train, you know, your mutants, you know, that sort of thing, like. So I kind of felt like, even if she did, sort of justified. Yeah, they were kind of dicks. (laughs) Like, you know, kids can be assholes, and, you know, I mean, maybe they don't deserve, you know, to, to be exploded or whatever, but, you know, definitely put in their place. So we've got our new villain this season, uh, keeping with the Dungeons and Dragons theme, Vecna, who apparently in Dungeons and Dragons is like a hand and an eyeball, but he's like some kind of nightmare, very much Freddy Krueger. Like from episode one, I'm like, when you see the, like, you know, the, the current upside down iteration of this kind of scarred tentacle man who's like making people... He's creating gates by entering people's minds that have guilty consciences and killing them in their, like, subconscious. And that creates a link between him and our world so he can kind of weaken the veil and punch a hole into our reality. But very much like fucking Freddy Krueger vibes. Which which led up to... I mean, it only made sense for the reveal of... Hey, that voice sounds strangely familiar. <laughs> yeah, because as they're kind of, of course, the, the Hawkins crew uh, is investigating these mysterious murders that they assume is uh, connected to the upside down in some way. So as uh, uh, Nancy in, in, the, in the crew starts investigating shit, they find like they're like, maybe this has happened before and they find this, uh, the story about a guy who basically murdered his whole family and, and cut their, their eyes out or whatnot. And so they're, uh, at the Creel, Victor Creel, and they find out he's still alive and in an insane asylum. So, uh, Nancy and, uh, and, uh, uh, fuck. What's the other girl's name? Uh, Robin. Yeah. Nancy and Robin, uh, pretend to be, college psych students wanting to interview him and it looks like straight out of uh silence of the lambs like it, like the basement uh criminally insane uh place they go to looks a lot like uh, oh, uh lectors hannibal yeah. lecter shit and like so the whole thing and that probably occurs like whatever maybe four episodes in and the whole three episodes where they're showing like vecna taking down his victims and fucking with them giving them uh, like horrific visions before he finally takes him down. 
it's like I'm like, man, this is they're just straight up like doing Nightmare on Elm Street this season. And when he, they go to visit adult Victor Kriegel, you hear the voice, you're like, wait a minute. And it turns around and it's motherfucking Robert England. You're like, yes. fuck yes, y'all got goddamn Freddy Krueger to to guest star in this shit. <laughs> yeah, that was I don't I don't splurge too much at Dragon Con for the signatures, but I was like, you know what, fucking Freddy Krueger is so iconic. Like I you know, I was the one a couple of years ago that I absolutely, you know, felt compelled. <laughs> Krueger and then... compels me. <laughs> And then you also find out that he's not the killer. He's actually Vecna's first victim. And he's like, yeah, like we were, you know, tells him like we were having, you know, I got back from the war and bought this house with my family and thought we could like, you know, find a good time. And then like we all started having visions. And then one night at dinner, like freaking my entire family got murked except for me and and then he cut his own eyes out, trying basically trying to kill himself to, uh, to be with his family, but he still survived. Now he's got creepy, clawed-out eyeballs. I think if I was in that state, like, I'd find a different way. Like, just just melon baller to the eye doesn't... No. Like, that, that, that makes me hurt. Yeah. Like, there, there, there's quicker ways... Yeah, slit a wrist or something, homeboy. You, you got something to cut your eyes out with. I'm sure you could you know, cut something else. I mean, I guess... <laughs> I guess if I had, like, eat a bullet, you know? It's, it's instant. Well, but if you're in psychiatric prison, it's going to be hard to get your hand on a firearm. <laughs> Is it, though? Is it? <laughs> Depending on which movie you watch. <laughs> what about ghost guns? I mean, they just come out of nowhere and, you know, fly <laughs> into your cell. Like, I keep hearing about them on the news, like... <laughs> He slimed me, Ray. They've <laughs> got to be real. I figure you could probably piss off one of those, you know, this is the 70s, like, or 80s, you know. People were getting, like, their ass kicked all the time. This is before, like, you know, outrages about uh, excessive force, you know. He probably could have spit on a guard and got beat to death. You know, that, that would probably been easier than cutting his, uh, cutting his eyes out. I just, you know, eyes are sensitive, dude. They're like, they're like mallows, but they help me see. <laughs> I gotta say, this season two, them kind of pairing Robin and Nancy together was the pairing I didn't know we needed. But those two together were like hilarious, especially when they go to the uh, insane asylum, where they're like the whole time, you know, because like you know, Robin's got every time she gets nervous, just talks too freaking much, and Nancy's like, really, does she have to be with me? And then she just goes full gangster on the dude. Uh, it's it's full on Nancy uh, Drew. Yeah, and just goes <laughs> Nancy and Robin, Nancy Drew. But yeah, when she like uh, freaking has to clean her up and, uh, and uh, make her look like a college student, and then she just kind of goes off on the uh, like talks her way into the uh, the the doctor's office. She's like, "Oh shit!" Like Nancy's actually got some fucking skills. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't take brains; it just takes heart and the right words, <laughs> the ability to bullshit. As a talent that should never be underestimated. Oh yeah, it's like you ne- you don't actually have to be right. You just have to be confident a lot of the time. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, if, you know, if you act like you're supposed to be somewhere, most people don't question like, "What are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing here?" Oh uh, yeah, uh... <laughs> carry on then. 
I was places I shouldn't have been. <laughs> but there were people to tell me I didn't belong. You should have been like, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> arrest yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they were looking to arrest. I'm not trespassing. You're trespassing. <laughs> you shall not pass. Did general disorder not tell you I was here today? <laughs> making up. Major Woody said it was okay. He just started making up names. Yeah, Sergeant Mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Manutz. <clears throat> but anyway. <laughs> so uh, what, what hole fell down that you just had those off the cuff? <laughs> I don't know. My brain's a scary place. My brain is the upside down. There's no telling what's just rattling around in there. Oh. And we got our L, our, our LA team uh, of uh, the Byrons and uh, <laughs> Eleven and Mike decides to go on vacation when the shit hits the fan. And then they're having almost a, as bad a time as them because, like, you know, fucking government agents show up and, like, we're going to take Eleven and try to, like, jumpstart her stuff, but we're going to leave you these two, uh, two FBI agents to guard you guys. And then bad military guys that think that, uh, 11 is the cause of all this shit wants to erase her and, uh, Brennan's crew, <laughs> which for stranger things, badass action sequence. When they show up at the house and get in a shootout with the FBI agents, I was like, Oh Outside shit. Outside of dude, that drywall ain't protecting shit from <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hey man, this was the '80s. Shit was built better back then. <laughs> nah, oh, that not. was concrete to make it look like drywall. I get it. I mean, it's L.A. You got everything's got to be uh, earthquake proof. There's like you know housing uh, requirements. <laughs> I thought you just put them on springs, so when the ground shook, you know the house could just wobble back and forth. You <laughs> know, wobble, and... wobble, wobble. <laughs> oh, but. <clears throat> My second favorite new character of this season, Argyle, as long as we're talking about the L.A. side of uh, things, which I think is another 80s reference because anyone because he basically is Will and uh, <laughs> and them's driver, uh, Jonathan, uh, which if you remember another driver by the name of Argyle, that was the limo driver from Die Hard. <laughs> and we got our stereotypical 80s stoner movie like sequences of just Jonathan and Argyle just fucking hot box in the van and and uh yeah man stoner dealing with like some crazy shit dude just rolls up to deliver a pizza the next thing you know he's on a freaking road trip uh, being chased by the government go man I'm, I'm freaking out I got to have my my Maui Waui or whatever the hell they were <laughs> smoking That's another dying art. What's up, my dudes? Yeah, my <laughs> dudes. Instead of my boy, it's my dudes. Yeah, it's like he always hangs out in this van and smells funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like uh, like Eleven's uh, description when she's uh, riding Mike. Yeah, like Jonathan and uh, his friend Argyle. They they like smoke something that it smells funny, but they seem to like it. <laughs> They told me not to tell Joyce for some reason. <laughs> it smells like a skunk. <laughs> they own that sticky icky. Ooh, wee. 
Sorry. Oh. Fell down a stoop dog hole the other day. <laughs> it's all right. I'm 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 probably gonna try to fall down that hole tonight. You're talking about day shift, right? <laughs> yeah. See, I remembered that movie. I had to verbally say it <laughs> so that I would remember. You texted it to me, but that was a long time ago, and since it's somewhere, you know, up in my text messages. <laughs> oh. And then we have our our third kind of story this season of Hopper escaping the Russians and Joyce going to rescue him. <laughs> Which I gotta say, fucking batshit crazy Yuri, the uh, the smuggler pirate. Him and uh, Gelman. Fucking hilarious together. <laughs> Dude, I think... I think Yuri was probably, you know... I mean, dude, just so quirky, eccentric, and everything else. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, you're enough of an asshole that you and I could really get along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he betrays everybody and tries to sell uh, <laughs> Joyce and Geller to the... I mean, it's nothing personal, dude. It's just money. <laughs> tries to sell I get them to the Russians. You know? I mean, as soon as they made him a better deal, then, you know... And then you have uh, the Russian guard uh, who uh, agrees to help Hopper try to escape, but then he himself gets uh, betrayed by Yuri and sold up the river. I mean, dude, he's an entrepreneur. Oh, but that scene of Hopper, like, breaking his ankle so he could get out of the chains. Oh, that one was just like, that was hard to watch. I was like, oh, that just looks bad. That reminds me, like... And the motherfucker walks no limp the rest of the fucking show. I'm like, dude, you had the, like, best healing ankle in the business. <laughs> He's Wolverine. It's Logan. It's freaking uh, Hellboy. <laughs> but no, I mean, that very much, you know, felt like a nod to, you know, original OG Saw. You know, where wow. you see the guy, you know, the hacksaw, and, like, that was just the cover of the film, and, you know, like, at that point, like, the gore and, you know, modern slasher, you know, gore porn had not really come in, to, so that, that to me was just like, hmm, I can see where the homage was paid, because I, I very much, you know, remembered having those same feelings about that film. I'm like, uh-uh. There's skin, there's bone, there's a lot of nerves. I'm going to feel a lot of pain. Yeah, that's going to hurt. <laughs> oh. Plus, too, like, fuck, dude, like, feet are so fucking sensitive, too. Like, yeah, I can it. sleep funny and my ankle hurt the next yeah. day. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know how Hopper, uh... <laughs> The, yeah, can we can we say that was um, ATL escape. wood magic? <laughs> yeah, and then end up in the uh, the storage uh, church eating uh, Jiffy peanut butter and looking at Playboys <laughs> until they came and kicked his ass. But yeah, if, as you remember last season, the Russians were operating a secret gate under uh, under Hawkins. Well, apparently they've been like stealing uh, things from the upside down to study. So. Hopper's secret prison that he ends up in is, uh, in reality, a uh, test bed. So they're like, we sacrifice people to uh, a demigorgon to see uh, 
because demigorgons don't do well in captivity, so we gotta let them hunt. So it's like Hopper and all his other doomed uh, prisoners, you know, they give him like a big fancy meal, and he's just over there like pretending to get drunk, and he's like, "Yeah, eat up, guys," because everyone's like, "Yeah," and they're like. Yeah, they're they're fattening us up. Like we are, we are not gonna fight this monster. We're here to feed the monster. <laughs> yeah, great use of context clues. Because originally I thought it was, you know, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like the old school gladiator arena. But no, like this is not an arena that you stand a chance in. <laughs> oh yeah, and they uh, but you know, Hopper's smart, so he uh. Steals a lighter and some vodka, and he he knows that the things don't like fire. So I'm gonna make me a flaming spear to fight this motherfucker. So is true Russian vodka a lot higher proof than <laughs> what we have here in the states? Because there's not enough alcohol and vodka to actually burn. I mean, unless you get something that's like a hundred proof, like hundred proof might might do it. <laughs> I didn't look at the bottle, so I don't know if it was straight up like Russian moonshine where it was like Everclear. You know, if you're going to have to make a torch, definitely use Everclear or some kind of grain alcohol because uh, oh. otherwise it does not. Uh... This is happening. <laughs> you sink into the upside down. Oh. I I feel so short now. <laughs> yeah, but that fight when they, uh, when they get sacrificed, I was like... And then, of course, you know, Joyce and uh, and uh, Geller show up at the uh, just in time to uh, free him. And then also, we don't know what these buttons do. They're all in Russian. Let's just hit them all and unleash all the fucking Demogorgons and monsters across the <laughs> across the whole uh, the whole thing. Although, what would happen? You know, modern Russian military prison. They got the big ass dogs. Big ass dog versus a demigorgon. Yes, that might be legit. <laughs> they might have a shot. I don't know about the full demigorgon, but those demi dogs from like yeah the other season, it'd be a good fight. I'd watch that. <laughs> like that was the only thing. Like it's like this is a Russian prison. Like, but then again, it? Hopper has experience breaking out of Russian prisons. He did it in the Black Widow movie. <laughs> It's not the first time he's had to break out of a Russian prison. It's like, damn it, I've been here before. It's cold. <laughs> it sucks. Oh. But then they decide to go back because they're like, well, if Hawkins is being threatened, uh, these things are a hive mind, so if we injure them here, that'll weaken them back home. We gotta kill these things. So let's go back and, like, fucking torch this prison and breaks out the uh, the flamethrower and some AKs. Every time I see a flamethrower in a movie, because like, I want a flamethrower so bad, my wife's like, no, you do not need a flamethrower. And I'm like, see, look, in case of demigorgons, Aren't they we need like a fucking flamethrower. Yeah, they're not that expensive. You can buy a flamethrower cheap. <laughs> but she, hell, they even make one now that mounts to the rail of an AR. You can get like a, a fucking flamethrower, uh, <laughs> underbarrel flamethrower. <laughs> I don't know what kind of time you get on it, but... <laughs> It's a thing you can buy now. I mean, you just never know when you, you know, need a good fire starter. You know. Fire starter. <laughs> jump start some, uh, you know, some wet wood or something. like. Uh, but we jump back to, uh, to 
Hawkins. Let's talk about our one of our other new favorite uh, characters this season that has like charmed the fuck out of the internet, and we're calling it now. This is going to be Dragon Con 2022's Deadpool. Is motherfucking Eddie the Banished? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean. It's kind of odd to me, you know, how viral that character went. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> this was all of us in fucking high school. <laughs> <No shit. laughs> like, we were the banished before <laughs> being banished was cool. Yeah, because the kids jumped from uh, middle school to to high school this year. And, uh, you know, Lucas becomes tries to become a basketball star, but... Of course, uh, Mike and, uh, and, uh, ah, shit, what's his, what's the other guy's name? Who are you talking about? Uh, homeboy with the teeth. With the teeth? The, the fucking nerd with the radio. There's Lucas, there's Mike, there's Will. Who's the fourth guy? That's the name I'm, I'm, I'm... Blank Dustin, yeah, Dustin. Like, so Mike and Dustin, they're still like they found high school Dungeon and Dragons nerds. They're like in like and which is led by the, a senior, Eddie, who is legit metalhead, starter of the The Hellfire Club, which is just Dungeon and Dragon. But he's also the local drug dealer who gets all the the kids high. But the arc of that character where he starts off like, oh, he's Dungeon and Dragon guy. It uh, turns out he's also the fucking local drug dealer. But within the first victim of Vecna, Chrissy comes to him to buy some drugs because she's like, I don't know, trying to stay awake or trying to forget about all the crazy shit she's seeing. He legitimately like, yo, hey, you okay? You like starts like you know, being like super nice to her. You're like, you're like, oh, this guy's gonna be a dirtbag. And then he's like, I mean, dude, it's important to take care of your customers. You don't want <laughs> just to. You gotta have repeats if you're gonna do this. Like, this is a you know, I mean, dude, from your past, you know how the the trade works. I mean, you know, it's like a revolving door. You gotta keep people coming back, man. Uh, yeah, and takes her to bucks, his uh, little man. Put that shit in my hand. Takes her back to his trailer to get her some hard stuff, and then she gets eaten by Vic. Like legit, like episode one. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is kind of weird. And then that death scene of Chrissy, like, I was like, holy fuck, they're going for it this season. I was like, this is legit freakier than some shit I've seen in, like, actual, like, horror movies. I'm like, oh, they're ramping up the horror this season. It's Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just her, like, fucking, like, Jedi hovering in the air and her bones all getting snapped and her eyeballs getting sucked into the back of her head. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, if, if Eddie wasn't on drugs beforehand... This would definitely make you want to do some drugs. <laughs> I did drugs. <laughs> no, I had a headache that night, so I did take an aspirin. <laughs> oh. But then I think my arthritis kicked in because I'm old, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Like, like, my bones don't bend that way. Yeah, these kids driving bicycles for miles. To, I'm like, dude, I would, I would have died if I had uh, had to <laughs> ride a bike like these kids are riding bikes. <laughs> We totally used to do it, though. Be like, oh, I rode my bike for 60 miles today. I wonder my bum's sore. Let's go jump <laughs> in the lake. Oh. 
And it's kind of funny too about how like the impact this series has had on current pop culture that a song that I have never heard of from the eighties is now like charting number one, just cause fuckers are like playing this shit on repeat from hearing it on damn stranger things. I'm talking about the Kate Bush song running up that hill because they find out that the only way to wake somebody up from Vecna's uh, mind coma is to play their favorite song. See, I'm fucked. <laughs> Cause I don't know what that song is. <laughs> So even if I heard, like, I'd be like, oh, I like that song. Oh, I like that song, too. Oh, that, that's a great song. Oh, that one sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of one of the questions I had afterwards. I'm like, all right, what would be your song to save you? <laughs> and, like, yeah, neither one of us could, like, come up with, like, oh, fuck, that's, like, super hard, to because it changes from day to day or decade to decade. I mean, dude, like, my, fuck, I barely my music, even listen to music anymore. <laughs> absolutely, you know, as whatever mood I'm in at that given moment. I gotta, you gotta play something heavy. I mean, if I'm like fighting for my life in a nightmare realm, you need to play like some fucking Slayer or something that's gonna get me like. But is that gonna be your favorite? Up. I don't know if it's gonna like be my favorite, but it probably fire me up enough that I'm like, all right, technical man, let's go, let's throw hands. <laughs> I'm at least gonna go out like a G. <laughs> get you fired up. Play some uh, some uh, Motley Crue or something. <laughs> kickstart my heart I'm like, yeah let's let's go but yeah that freaking Kate Bush song like it's 30 years after it came out is like rating number one because of this show not only that is every freaking YouTube cover band has done a cover of that in the last like two months I've seen metal versions fucking hell even Leo uh, Frog Leap did a well, cover yeah, of it. I mean, but that's to be expected though you know like I don't know. That's why I suck at social media and stuff, because, you know, you gotta follow the trends, and I, I typically don't give a fuck about the trends. <laughs> like... But yeah, you're right. I was at a house party last night, and that song's probably played, like, five times. Like, there was the EDM version, there was, <laughs> <Yes>. like... <laughs> I've heard a couple different metal versions. Yeah, it's... It's, uh... Stuck in everybody's repeat. Which I do, like, later on, when Nancy gets, uh... Uh, sucked into the uh, uh, Vecna's thing, and they're trying—they're at Eddie's trailer trying to wake her up, and he's like, "Don't you have any like music?" And he's like, "This is real music." It's like all his tapes and shit are fucking like metal and stuff. <laughs> and they're like, "Don't you have anything like yo whatever? Like, don't you have any real? Because this is real music, motherfucker." <laughs> Motherfucking Dio. I ain't got no pussy music. <laughs> Pussy music with their title track, Queef. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, do you ever remember that uh, movie, The Stoned Age? Yeah. <laughs> I think you and I actually watched that so, movie. The one part of the guy starts playing Fear the Reaper. And he's like, why are we listening to this pussy song? Shut the fuck up. This is a uh, uh, Blue Oyster Cult. He's like, yeah, so? He's like, it's still a pussy song. Like, no, every band has to do at least one pussy song so they get the pussy. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> it's Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> ah, that's such a great song, too. I gotta say, the the final episode, where Eddie, who has kind of run from danger through this whole thing, finally like decides it's time to nut up or shut up, 
and they come up with a plan that, all right, we'll use Max's bait so we know where, like, when Vecna comes to get her, he'll go to the upside-down version of the Creel house, and we'll ambush him and burn his tentacle ass alive, but we need a distraction to get his uh, army of bats away. How do you uh, summon an army of bats? You play Metallica in the upside down. Like, that <clears throat> episode was, I mean, it's like the most badass music video <laughs> I've ever seen. Just freaking Eddie on the roof of his trailer playing Master of Puppets <laughs> to, like, in hell, pretty much. I'm like, that was something we saw in the trailer, and we're like, what the fuck is, was it, why are they doing a concert in the upside down? And then we seen it, like, happen, we're like, oh, fuck, this is the most metal thing I have ever seen. <laughs> Just him just sh fucking shredding like I will summon the demons with rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was cool. Uh you know. Like as a guitarist, like <laughs> every website I go to to look at tabs or something. Fucking master of puppets. <laughs> uh I mean don't get me wrong. Great song. Great song, but I'm just like and I think, uh, you know, James Hatfield actually worked with him to teach him how to play, you know, the song and everything. Yeah, because I think they, they actually used Metallica's music, but they he learned to play it. Again, I've seen videos of him, like, playing it. Cause he's like, I wanted the, it to look real, so I actually had to learn how to play the damn song. And, like, he, I've seen a video on, on YouTube somewhere of him actually playing it, and it's still pretty badass. But it's like, uh, oh, freaking, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, I saw something is like this is how badass of a guitarist Eddie is. This show takes place in 1986 in the summer. Masters of Puppet came out in like May of 1986. So, in the midst of writing an epic D and D campaign, Eddie had time to learn Master of Puppets in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a god. <laughs> I mean, that's no small feat either. Like realistically, like. Either one of those things. It's not Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or whatever first song everyone always learns to play. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I want a highway to hell. No, that's not everybody's first. Smoke <laughs> on the water. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Every guitarist listening to this now is like, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> He has spoken the two cardinal sins that no guitarist shall speak. <laughs> oh, I don't know what would if you had to to summon the demons. What would your uh, guitar solo uh, distraction be? Because I can't play shit. <laughs> I've played a little bit of a drums, but it's been a long time. <laughs> and I definitely ain't uh, lugging a fucking drum set to the upside down. That's way too much work. <laughs> Why, dude? You literally just got to throw it in a hole. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I don't know what my song would be. I I don't know. I want to say something brutal, but the you know the smart ass in me would be you know fucking rain probably blood. you know fucking Steel Panther or some <laughs> shit like Party at the End of the World. <laughs> oh fuck, that would be a good one. <laughs> Party at the end of the world and the upside down. Yeah, if if if, if that show is made now and instead of the eighties, I'm like, 
fuck yeah, that would be that would be perfect. <laughs> oh, party fucking hardy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like all the all the songs is like no, those weren't out in '86. <laughs> We'd have to do a modern version of the Upside Down. Oh, and then we got the uh, Evan gets all her- the. <laughs> All the small things. <laughs> Start playing Blink-182. <laughs> There's someone in bats. <laughs> Dear God. But of course, Eddie sacrificed himself and gets the hero's death fighting bat. I mean, he should have fucking straight up. Oh yeah, when they go to rescue Steve after he swims down to like check to see if there's a gate under the lake and get sucked into the upside down and they, they dive in after him and he's like fighting the bats and like he bites one of them and then he's like, dude, you went full Ozzy on that thing. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne bit that off a bat. It, anyway, never mind. <laughs> you know what he needed? <laughs> what? Remember the guitarist from Mad Max that captivated everybody? <laughs> oh, the, uh, was With it the flamethrower? Yeah. yeah <laughs> the flamethrowing guitars? exactly what you needed in the upside down you could have fucked those bats up Eddie wouldn't have died and they learned to communicate via a light bright <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen one of those fucking things work properly <laughs> I mean they all sort of work but the problem is we always threw them on the floor they got stepped on Like you lost all the little light thingies and, and regular Christmas lights are no substitute. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Christmas light Ouija board, they're like, we got to take it up a notch. We're going to use a light bright. <laughs> Just fucking Pictionary, that shit. In the world's largest game of Simon Says. <laughs> oh, yeah, and before they go, uh, they got to stock up and get gear to uh, <laughs> to attack Vecna. They go to a little Army-Navy store. That uh, anyone from uh, the Atlanta area may have recognized it. It is, uh, oh fuck, what's it? now? Hodges. Yes, Hodges over in Marietta, which they know they're no longer in that building. It used to be an old warehouse. Now they've moved to like a new store and a and like a strip mall. But I saw that. And I'm like, man, I haven't been to an Army Navy store in forever. That place looks familiar. So I went down to Hodges that weekend and found their like new location. And it turned out to be their grand opening. And I'm like, oh, this definitely isn't the old place I went to. And then sure enough, they had a display of like a bunch of their antique stuff that they actually used as props on the show with a big sign that said, see props from uh, Stranger Things Season 4. <laughs> and I'm like, I was right, that was Hodges. So I don't remember Hodges ever selling guns, but <laughs> I guess that was a little something-something for the for the show, unless uh, Hodges started dealing in, in firearms at some point I'm, I'm not familiar with. But yeah, I was like... You gotta go to the back room. <laughs> There's a, you know, secret password... You gotta knock three times and play Master of Puppets, and then they'll let you in. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like, man, I definitely feel like I've been in that store. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I have been in that store. <laughs> I practically lived here. <laughs> uh, that's where I bought all my camouflage back when I was playing paintball. And <laughs> did it work? Did it keep you concealed? Sometimes. <laughs> I ambushed a couple people. It was all good. Oh, and then... Uh, Why is that bush running? 
Fuck your bush. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and the uh, the L.A. squad, uh, you know, can't get back to Hawkins to help after L gets her powers back. But it's like, hey, I can just join this uh, party virtually. Let me zoom into this battle. <laughs> I just need a deprivation tank. And, of course, stoners save the world. Like, hey, man, I know where we can get a tank. And some salt. Let's let's go visit my homeboys at the uh, pizza place. There's a surfer board pizza in every state. And apparently Walmart actually made a deal where you can... I haven't found it at my local Walmart, but you can get frozen surfer boy, boy pizza from Stranger Things at your uh, local Walmarts. There's so much merchandising for this shit now. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Which we talked about, you know. I mean, this is one of the the few series that really sparked that whole cross merchandise. Which, I mean, makes sense because I mean, dude, we've, we've talked about it many Walmart, times, like fucking everybody. You know, I haven't seen a Domino's pizza tie-in since uh, I went to a Ninja pizza Turtles. Hut. <laughs> wow, they still the same still exist. <laughs> I just remember playing the tabletop <laughs> Pac-Man machines in Lewis back in Town, the day. Montana. It does. <laughs> Did they have the tabletop Pac-Man machine? No. Oh, damn, that was like always. You always like try to get the table that had the built-in Pac-Man machine. It was the best part of going to Pizza Hut as a kid. <laughs> My dentist office as a kid had that shit. <laughs> like, one of them was set up as Pac-Man, and then there was another one with Galaga. <laughs> remember just sitting there trying to roll the ball. Like, this is awkward as fuck. <laughs> oh. But yeah, then we get the reveal uh, that in all these flashbacks that Eleven's been going through, there's a creepy janitor guy. And through that whole thing, I'm like, this dude's gonna diddle her. This guy's going to be Uncle Touchy, and that's why she's going to snap and kill everybody. But turns out, he's also a patient there. The first patient. Uh, Victor Krill's son, turns out, they didn't get attacked by Vecna. His son was a little weirdo, and he's the one that killed the whole family. He was Vecna. And then ended up getting picked up by uh, Brennan to experiment on. And I was Is... He, Eleven's father? Because, I mean, all of them had kind of similar psychic powers, did, was Brennan kind of using his DNA to create the other kids? Or was he finding kids that had talents and bringing them to the Institute? It never, like, clearly states that, but he is, he no. is number one. As number one... Eleven, that is your father. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I was like, are right, they implying that these are other that they've used him to create these other kids, or are they bringing? But I mean, then again, like, didn't it state that you know, like, well, previously they they implied that Brennan was impregnated her her mother or whatever. But then again, like I said, if, if he's using. Psycho Boy's DNA and artificially impregnating people and then stealing the babies. It's, makes sense <laughs> that all these people have powers. It's probably easier to create people with powers than to just find random power people and kidnap them. Is that why the X-Men have such a difficult time? It's hard recruiting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you finally find out that, no, he's... Uh, 
he tries to say that he's got like a locator chip or something that'll never be able to escape and gets Eleven to like use her powers to remove his chip, which turns out to be something that kind of keeps him in control. And then he's the one who killed everybody in the freaking uh, lab, not Eleven. And then Eleven gets pissed off and fucking punches his ass into the upside down. And basically he's created what the upside down is today. And he's been the big bad behind the mind flayer and all the other, uh, uh, fuckeries this whole, whole time. And as she, like the final flashback, as she's punching his ass into the upside down and lightning starts striking him and burning him. You see the reveal on Vecna's arm. There's a, a tattoo that says zero zero one. It's like, Oh shit. Fucking upside down Freddy Krueger is the creepy ass uh, janitor, which you know, hell, Freddy Krueger was a creepy ass janitor, so makes sense. Stays on, stays on theme. <laughs> yeah, but we're not gonna talk about that one creepy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the remake. God, God that, that was, was such a terrible arc for you know such an iconic. Uh... It's like, are we gonna lynch mob this? Like... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. This movie sucks. Turn it. Like, be this and butthead in the old Sega game. This channel sucks. Change it. <laughs> but that dude was so fucking creepy, the whole thing. Yeah, I was waiting for him to make make a move on Eleven. It was, yeah, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, is that really, is this really how they're going to go <laughs> do with this? But no, turns out he's just evil. He's not a, a kitty toucher. He's just regular evil. He just wants to torture people and use his... Jedi mind trick to like kill rats and stuff. He's a super powered serial killer, basically. Yeah, that's that's not what you want in life. <laughs> and speaking of Hellfire Club, we also got the uh, if anyone remembers the old '80s Satanic Panic, where everyone like thought you were gonna go to hell from playing Dungeons and Dragons and all this stuff. You know, and basically like, you got one charismatic frat boy uh, who just kind of convinces the whole town that. All the problems Hawkins are having is caused by Satanists, and we gotta hunt down the Hellfire Club kids and kick their ass. Which, you know, he eventually gets, like, cut in half by an opening gate, so... I mean, he got his, like, you know, just rewards for being a, a D-bag the whole, <laughs> the whole show. Yeah, I, I really thought for a moment, like, there was going to be a... a change of heart for that character, but, you know... Nope, he just got murked. <laughs> oh. And then, of course, they they defeat Vecna, but not before he kills Max, opening the gates, and Eleven has to resurrect her, but now she's got four broken limbs and is in a coma, and we'll, we'll yet to see if she's going to make an appearance in season four, but yeah, this season definitely ended on a very down note where, like, Half the town is, like, killed. And Dustin gets that moment with uh, Eddie's uncle where he... Because everyone, this whole thing started once the first body was found. They all thought Eddie was a serial killer. And... Because no one knew about this whole upside-down bullshit. And, you know, he goes and tells his... Uh, his He's like, no, like, I was with Eddie when he died. He he died a hero. He saved us all. He was a good he was a good dude. And uh, kind of gives that guy some... Some closure. Oh, and we also get this... Uh, a visit... Uh, the house of Dustin's uh, hacker girlfriend and see what a house full of geniuses is like. That sequence was funny as shit. They're like, well, we found, we found this code to figure out where 11's at, but we need somebody who can like 
hack into this number and, and, and find out where this place is. So he's like, we don't, we know one genius. We got to go visit, uh, Susie. And like her whole family is just like batshit crazy. <laughs> like what I'm trying to be a director. Like other kids are like chefs and the, there's like the one wild child that wants to live as a, as a fucking caveman. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. And then of course Argyle falls in love with the, with the kind of uh, goth chick and goes get stoned in the van with her. If if they do a, because there's supposedly going to be a a uh, spinoff series. I want a series of Argyle and Yuri together. Would those two not be a fucking epic duo? <laughs> Argyle Jones Yuri's smuggling ring or some shit. <laughs> Dude, that could be. That could be the Cheech and Chong that <laughs> this world needs. <laughs> yes. Yuri's Yuri instead of smuggling peanut butter starts running weed, and Yuri's is uh and uh, our gals is Mexican. Weed infused peanut butter, man. I think they have that now <laughs> in states where it's legal. <laughs> I like peanut butter. <laughs> Bro, you got your weed in my peanut butter. Bro, you got your peanut butter in my weed. <laughs> Bro. Weed a butter. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that how Reese's was made? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still convinced that's how they came up with the name Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo. Say. <laughs> like, Bro, what do we call this dog, man? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they were kind of the Scooby gang. A bunch of teenagers trying to solve a crime, running around in a van with a stoner. They just didn't have a dog. I guess Eleven was the dog, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, there was a lot more at stake. Like, that was always the thing about Scooby-Doo. Like, most of the villains, relatively, you know, petty, harmless... This was real, you know, world shit. Yeah, dude's like bleeding out in the back of Argyle's van and shit. And it's like, oh, there's legit people trying. It's not just monsters this season. We got like shady government organizations trying to kill people and and Russians uh, trying to uh, take over the world with with uh, demigorgons and, and whatnot. Yeah, this, I can see why this season they had to like double the episode links because it's like man it was a lot of shit to cover oh i mean there were so many different story arcs and everything else like absolutely but then again too like i don't know did having the longer episodes did it tax your extension or your you know um attention span attention span no because i think it's kind of like some of the complaints we've had with like the Disney Plus series that only do like six episodes, where you're like, "Man, by the time you get to the final episode, it seems like there's like a ton of loose threads that you're not gonna have time to like finish it out." Where this, maybe they spent a little too much time on things here and there, but it was like, "Y'all doing a lot of shit with the time that y'all've got." <laughs> so it's like, I didn't feel as rust as I had with some of the other like the Disney series that I'm like, man, this needed like two more episodes to like flesh this shit out where, where Netflix has been like, 
yeah, this is going to be a big story. Like, buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I think I felt the same way. You know, I don't think that there were any moments where I'm just like, fuck, can this episode just wrap up so we can get on to the next one or something? Like, Yeah, and we did like the seven ep- or six episodes. Yeah, but no, seven episodes, and I was like, they're like, well, but there's a part two. I'm like, all right, we're going to get another seven episodes. And they're like, oh, it's only two episodes. I'm like, what? And then, oh, yeah, each one of those episodes is like a feature length. I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> this is like a big-ass movie, two of them. So as we kind of start to run low on time here, anything we've not covered that you want to you wanna drop that you thought was a was a fun a fun thing? Dude, the the entire season was, you know, fun. I mean, I I don't know. For me, I really enjoyed the fact that obviously, you know, our cast is maturing. So our timeline fast forwarded and, you know, yeah, they weren't going to pass They got real world. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm glad that it took on a darker, more adult direction you know instead of you know sort of playing on you know yeah cause they all went through some 80s shit childish season, nostalgia yeah. so i i don't know you know i mean this this season was straight up a fucking horror flick yeah and I mean, uh whatever sadie sink who plays max which we talked about her in that uh the fear street uh series She's turned into a great actress, and I've heard she. There's rumors that she may uh, join the MCU, but yeah, she went through a lot of shit this season. Like for someone who kind of joined the party, you know, later on, like they gave her a lot to do this season, and I mean, she did a good job of dealing with the kind of showing the post traumatic trauma of Billy's death and her kind of coming to terms with that and how all that all the things that happened last season, like affected her and how everything affected like 11 trying to deal with like not having powers and losing her, her, uh, new father and whatnot. And it was like, and even Dustin with like, you know, befriending Eddie and having to deal with his loss and stuff. It's like, they put the cast through some shit. These, these kids are growing into like legit actors. And so I said, do you have any predictions for next season? How the fuck are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> I mean, fucking Hawkins is a big-ass hole in the ground at this point. It's like, oh, what the fuck are y'all going to do? Somebody wakes up and it was all a dream. <laughs> it's just fucking Argyle Stone having a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Somebody, you know, got some weed laced with some acid and this was all just a really bad trip. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fucking whatever, MK Ultra experiment. Somebody got dosed and has been, uh, which I saw another, uh, which uh, I don't think next season, I think it's going to open on this dark note, but somehow it's going to finish light and it's going to bring us back to, you know, what we experienced with the first seasons or everybody dies and we just end it with a big fuck you. I don't think so. Cause I, I, I don't know. I'm maybe, but. I, Maybe there's a couple, because we know Nine is still out there somewhere. That, or it leaves on a way that really opens up to where we get a better idea or some footing for some sort of spinoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe there's other, like, survivors of the experiments. 
and Eleven has to put together her own like little X-Men team to, to take on the Upside Down. Because this seems a lot for her. I mean, her closing the gate a couple seasons ago took a lot out of her. I'm like, this seems like a lot to, for her to do on her own. Maybe she'll get a whole little uh, X-Men team of other powered uh, kids. No, nah, to... dude, she'll just go straight up, you know, Power Rangers, you know. They'll, you know, form their Megazoid, and that'll be that. She's got to go full Super Saiyan. That, or we figure out that all the kids unlock their potential and they all have powers. <laughs> yeah, like Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> when all the kids get powers. <laughs> have you seen that yet? No, not yet. Oh, God. it's You know the whole thing, like, you whoever holds this hammer has the power of Thor. Well, Thor, like, frees all these kids, and then he's like, takes the hammer, he's like, whoever believes in Thor shall have the power of Thor temporarily. So he gives all these little Asgardian kids, like, Thor powers, and they're running around fucking up monsters. One girl's got a little stuffed bunny rabbit that's shooting lightning bolts out of its eyes. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, so... What do you think of this here, Los Statos? So the Los Statos, um, medium full, hints of cocoa, a little bit of earthiness, um, all not a bad smoke. Um, the uh, you know they packaging is kind of a bitch. It looks like a big tampon until you unwrap it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a. Pain I mean, in the ass. although it did give me a really great idea for you know when I gift cigars for Christmas, <laughs> how to wrap them. <laughs> So I definitely see where they were going for that authentic sort of Cuban, you know, direction, which isn't known to be a powerhouse of a cigar. No, it's like if you're, because these are like all day everyday smokers and you don't want something super strong if this is, you know, you're going to smoke four or five cigars in a day. This is like a good starter cigar or a good cigar if you're, you know, got other things to do, you know, and or if you're going to smoke a stronger cigar later. But it is, there's not much of a... It's very consistent throughout. There's not like a huge like kind of flux uh, or not a lot of it, the taste doesn't really evolve. It's a good solid taste, good solid destruction, but yeah, it's kind of one note throughout, but it is a good note. It's consistent. Yes. And kind of like this cigar is wrapped up. Let's wrap up this episode and we'll be right back with some science. I'm Mark McRae, the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. And if you're not listening to our podcast, then you're missing out on amazing interviews with Larry Houston, Tom Tatawanovich, Keone Young, Michael Swanigan, Ned Hastings, Bill Gollier, Dan Gilvazan, Rob Lamb, and so many others. Kick back and let Dan Klink and I peel back the curtain on the animation industry. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast can be found on the ESO Network and all podcasting platforms.
welcome back. It's time for some science. First off, probably one of my favorite Bond villains, uh, Jaws, the guy with the metal mouth. Well, now uh, the world's first 3D printed titanium jaw has been uh, been made. A uh, cancer patient who uh, had to have uh, parts of his jawbone uh, removed uh, and a company called Dutch Mobius 3D Technology, not to be confused with uh, Morbius, that uh, Sony movie, <laughs> basically was able to 3D print a titanium lower jaw uh, using CT scans uh, of the patient to exactly recreate his uh, his bone structure. That's pretty awesome. Like, at first when I saw, I was like, did they just do it, you know, teeth? <laughs> Although, dude, if I could have titanium teeth, like... Instead I of brushing, you just have to polish them. Yeah, you Make know, just give, give them some, you know, mineral spirits or something, keep them oiled up, you know? <laughs> yes, but since it was reconstructed using a 3D MRI and CT scans, it's a perfect fit uh, in its new bony home. Uh, it's a major step forward in the treatment of head and neck cancer, uh, where, you know, they say as many as 600,000 people a year uh, have this, which end up having to have some kind of uh, uh, bone removed because of the cancer, you know, either to get rid of the cancer or the bones have been weakened by the How does the that cancer. work going through airport security? <laughs> like, no, I got metal in my mouth, dude. Got to keep a little card. But, uh, but I don't think titanium's metallics. I don't know. Armor, not metallic. Uh, magnetics. I don't know if a uh, metal detector would pick up titanium. I don't know. I don't know what it has to uh, <laughs> has to have. I'm sure somebody the... a lot smarter than I, you know, had already thought of this. It's like, oh god, I stepped in the MRI machine room. My face is now sucked in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Uh, kind of the old way of doing this is they would have to remove bone from other parts of your body. So you may lose a shin to rebuild your jaw or whatever. And now it's like we can replace anything with freaking 3d printing and, uh, <laughs> and some, some titanium. That's, that's it. I'm getting 3d printed hairs. <laughs> Just get my whole skeleton replaced. Go full, uh, full Wolverine. Dude, you're going to be a full on cyborg. Do y'all know how to print uh, adamantium yet? We say, even though this is the first of of uh, this type of operation, uh, uh, it's uh, the first success. But certain to say, this is probably going to become quite common uh, and available within the next two years as re as research is continuing in this new uh, new techniques. Yeah, I didn't even know you could three D print titanium. Like I know most three D print stuff I see is like carbon fiber or some kind of plastic. But now that they're at, like 3D printing stuff out of metal is is kind of uh, kind of badass of what they're dude. I kind of wish I would have got into you know 3D printing, but I, you know, I mean, I guess it's like anything else. You're gonna ha just have to have the learning curve and every yeah, that uh, I just saw... be like, I made a mound of poop. <laughs> I got titanium poop. That's the thing too is like if you're not an engineer and don't know how to program a 3D printer. A lot of these files and for different stuff you can find online, like, oh, cool, I want a Mandalorian helmet. Let me look and see who's already made one. And, like, cool, most people will have, you can, like, either buy or, you know, download someone else's 3D design. As long as you have a printer, you can pretty much print whatever you can <laughs> you can find. Yeah, you know, like, definitely 
definitely not smart enough to like design something myself. But if uh, <laughs> if it's just like plug and play, printing some shit, then I'm like, hell yeah, I need some 3D printers. I mean, the problem is, is we would not. It would be nothing practical. It'd be like, huh. I learned how to pre- 3D print this thing that serves no purpose other than to be funny. Dude, I made my own Chinese stars. I got my throwing stars. <laughs> I made some metal nuts, like truck nuts, to hang off my rifle. <laughs> oh, it was something somebody sent me. It was like a foregrip for an AR, but it was just a nut sack. Like I've a 3D seen that, nuts. yes. <laughs> oh. Well... One thing we know about nature is honey badger don't give a fuck. But apparently, it gives bones. Speaking of bones, uh, recently, a badger kept bringing human remains to one woman's garden. <laughs> That's one it's way like to... you're getting too close to my territory. This is what happened like, to the last individual. It's a, it's a fucking threat, yeah. Dudley England, a woman called the police after spotting a human skull in her garden. <laughs> And apparently it was not the first time that Bones has uh, <laughs> has appeared in 88-year-old Ann Mather's uh, <laughs> garden. So they cordoned off her, uh, her garden as a crime scene, trying to figure out where these uh, uh, bones came from. Said she'd been finding femurs, skulls, the bottom part of a chin, jaw bones... All these things kept appearing in her in her yard. Uh, well, they finally figured out the culprit. It was not a serial killer, just a grave robin badger. Apparently, there was a, uh, a cemetery uh, nearby, and badgers were digging up the bones and then, for some reason, leaving them in this lady's garden. But I... I don't know. Maybe Maybe England's different. But here, they don't just throw a body in the ground, like... Yeah, here you're in some kind of vault or coffin, yes. but then again, you know, England being much older, they may have had, like, some older graveyards where, you know, people being buried in like the woods. Like, here it's like, oh, we're going to foresee the zombie apocalypse, so, you know, your <laughs> casket's got to be entombed in cement. Yeah, no shit. The zombie apocalypse breaks out. America be safe. <laughs> but apparently this is actually a common theme, that uh, a grave-robbing grave badgers are surprisingly common uh, in uh, regularly disturbed graves. So they've had to call in uh, wildlife experts to uh, re rehome these badgers and not uh, not kill them. So don't worry. Uh, and you know they've uh, basically walled off the cemetery and have regular patrols in the area to hopefully catch any other uh, grave robin, uh, uh, as uh, this article calls them, nature goths. <laughs> not a badger, brutal dude. That's a good. That's a good uh, metal name. Now we can do like uh, grave robin badgers. <laughs> Death Badgers. But we're gonna play polka. <laughs> polka Badgers. <laughs> Speaking of weird shit, there's a new conspiracy theory out there. Uh, you know the Large Hadron Collider? Yeah, the thing that's opening up all the black holes that's gonna suck uh, the world away. <laughs> Well, apparently they just fired it back up again, and the world's largest particle accelerator was turned on once again after three years of upgrades and maintenance, and immediately observed three exotic particles for the first time. Well, now people are th- are thinking that it has jumped us into an alternate parallel dimension. Or opened a gateway to hell, a la Doom. Hmm. 
like Doom, as in aliens on Mars. Yes, but and wherever CERN is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some computer says they've looked into this and said there was that since 2012, when the collider had a, a record voltage uh, level. They've noticed, you're familiar with the Mandela effect, where it's like people all remember a certain thing a certain way, and then when you actually look it up, it's completely different than, like, Bernstein Bears versus Berenstein Bears. You know, this is, like, that's kind of a a common uh, story of the Mandela effect. Named for Nelson Mandela, because a lot of people remember that Mandela died in prison, when in actuality, he did not die in prison. He actually became president of that country at some point, so... They said, you know, this kind of occurrence of the Mandela effect, there was like a spike of like 10 more people or 10 times as many people experiencing Mandela effects since 2012. Uh, and you know, Where's the alternate universe that I have endless money to do whatever the fuck I want to do? Yeah, no, we got jumped into the shitty universe with like COVID and being broken shit. <laughs> Why can't we jump to a good universe with like flying cars and like you know lightsabers and shit and money well CERN is, is saying this is all bullshit we have not uh, caused an alternate universe or jumped into a hell dimension the internet is uh, crazy with uh, with conspiracy theories from black holes to alternate universe we gotta call Doctor Strange to wrap up this uh, multiverse of madness bullshit but uh Remember something like it never happened? Maybe you too have been in another universe. Dun, dun, dun. Spooky! And, speaking of weird shit from other universes, necrobotics is now a thing. Hmm. Uh, science is using spider corpses to make mechanical grabbers. You know how, like, when you see a spider dead, it curls up into, like, a little ball? Well, reason why uh, this happens is because spider legs do not operate, or at least certain types of spider, don't operate like we do with, like, muscles moving the leg. Basically, they're little hydraulic arms that the spider, like, you know, it has kind of a default closed position, and when they pump fluids into those areas, they expand, and that's how... Spiders work their legs. Well, scientists from Rice University have unharnessed this unusual locomotion mechanism of wolf spiders to create a new type of robotics they've coined necrobotics. <laughs> I mean, that sounds brutal. Uh, dead spider robots. Yes. So uh, in a paper published in Advanced Science, uh, they demonstrate this video. Basically, they, they've hooked a dead spider up to a computer arm that uh, basically pumps fluid into the spider's legs using and is able to reanimate it with this uh push and pull of uh fluid uh, basically it connects right to the spiders prosma chamber uh which uh they use to direct their bodily fluids to their legs and you know there's a video of it being able to manipulate small circuitry circuitry and turn on a light or even pick up little things so basically someone made one of those uh coin op uh grabby claw machines out of a dead spider that's definitely something to haunt your dreams. That's awesome. Where do I put my quarter at? In its butt. Okay. 
So yeah, now if we don't have to worry about zombies, now we have to worry about zombie robot spiders. <laughs> hey, we're a step closer to truly having a face hugger. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and the the video is uh, of this rom- formerly dead spider being used to work a switch, turn on, off, and a light. Yeah, this is legit creepy, and I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight after watching this video. So with that. Have your own nightmares today and wake up in the Upside Down. We're going to be right back with some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. And in this rendition of news, we're just going to jump right into it. So I saw the trailer for Star Wars Andor. I have to say, I have not been excited for Star Wars since probably seeing the trailer for Rogue One. And probably the reason I was so excited is this is being developed by, you know, the people that brought us to Rogue One. Yeah, it's kind of a Rogue One prequel showing uh, Cassius Andor as a young rebel. It, it looks kind of like, I mean, so far, like all the... Disney Plus stuff has been way better than the last three movies we got. And I thought Rogue One was better than yeah, the fucking I mean, last dude, three movies we so, got. So, and I'm absolutely with you. Like, it felt like Star Wars, where the other ones didn't really to me. Like, there was there was so much about Rogue One. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Even though I like, my big thing is, if you're going to call it Rogue One, I want to see an X-Wing movie, and it was not an X-Wing movie, but... It turned out to be pretty damn good, even though they kind of bait-and-switched me with the title. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, this will basically be five years before the events of Rogue One. Um, and goes into why, you know, Cassian joined the Rebellion. Um, you know, it's going to basically be a refugee story. Yeah, and it kind of looked like a spy drama in Star Wars. Because Cassian is like an intel kind of spy guy in the uh <laughs> when we see him in Rogue One where yeah so it's this kind of a a new type of story there I guess they're they're telling here in the Star Wars universe you know more of the the intel side of things than just you know dropping proton torpedoes and exhaust ports or Absolutely. doing Jedi stuff um so this is going to be a 12 episode series wow it's pretty know. long for yeah a Disney Plus series um, it'll be live action, so no animation, and, you know, we'll be able to actually see this, or at least the first three episodes on September 21st, because fucking Disney can't just give you everything at one go. <laughs> give you enough to get hooked, first taste is free, and then you're yeah. going to sit here the whole thing. I just hope we get, uh, his, like, sarc- sarcastic, uh, droid, uh, companion in this. Fucking Alan Tudyk is uh as as that fucking droid was hilarious in Rogue One. So I didn't see him in the trailer, but I'm yeah, hoping that I, eventually he he shows up. We I, see how those two meet. Yeah, and I don't see Tudyk listed here, but you know, like might be a surprise. talking of the trailer itself. <laughs> like this trailer did such a great job of setting a tone. And not just, hey, here's the story and what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, 
like this truly felt like a trailer. Yeah. It didn't feel so much like, why do I need to watch this? I already know what's happening. Kind of like the the trailers for the Obi-Wan series. Like, we were convinced that was going to be a story of young Luke. And then we get the whole, like, oh, this is a, a Leia Obi-Wan adventure. Uh, so, it's definitely uh, the Star Wars uh, trailers so far of the Disney Plus stuff. Could definitely be like a bait and switch where we get... We see what we see in the trailer, and then we get a lot more Rogue One type shit. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That they're not uh, revealing so far. I don't know. K2SO, that's the guy's name. But that makes me anticipate and want to see this more. Plus, too, like, I love the legacy characters and all, but there's so much in that universe. Like, give me something different. Yeah, I'm from the the old expanded universe where there was a lot more stories than just the Skywalker saga. There was a lot more in-depth stuff here and there that, that we've not gotten since the Disney takeover, except in these Disney plus series, which was like I said, I have enjoyed them and rogue one. Hell, I didn't even think solo was that bad. It's got a lot of hate because everyone was pissed off at the last star Wars movie that came out where these like kind of one-off side quests but then again, I wonder... better than the main storyline. Like, it's cool to be a critic now, unfortunately, and people, oh, I gotta be different. But if all you fuckers are just bashing everything, how are you being different? <laughs> Learn to enjoy some shit. <laughs> so, um, something that I kind of foresee having a hard time enjoying, uh, looks like Sony is moving forward with the new Karate Kid movie. Which and has nothing to do with the Netflix massively series. successful Cobra Kai series. Correct. It's basically another reboot. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know that you can call it a reboot. I mean, you know, none of the original characters are involved in this. They're not just actors, not the original characters. This is a completely new story. Yes. They're, they're tacking the Karate Kid name onto, which if you look at the description... It's about a young kid who knows Kung Fu teaching... He's now the instructor instead of the learner. He's going to teach another kid Kung Fu. Name it the goddamn Kung Fu Kid. Quit using... Karate is not Kung Fu. They did this with the damn Jaden Smith fucking movie. He learned Kung Fu from Jackie Chan. He did not learn Karate. (laughs) It's two different styles, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Unfortunately... Hey, Netflix is doing this thing and it's making a lot of money, so if we call this Karate Kid, like, people will be, you Yeah, know... everybody banks on rank, rank, ah, name recognition. There's several movies that I swear was like, hey, we got this movie, let's just make this a Die Hard or whatever so we get the name recognition. It's like, we've made this movie, hey, how do we get people to watch it? Alright, let's title it this other popular franchise. Yes. <laughs> and shoehorn this story into, like... into that universe. I feel like this is going to be a much more bait and switch than, you know, what Star Wars, you know, is shaping up to be. But Yeah, I'd much rather watch the next season of uh, And it's also <laughs> weird too. Rob Lieber, you know, um is you know, to write the script who did Peter Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So there's that. So there's no director, there's no um release date um kind of keep you posted maybe i don't know i sort of <laughs> just hope this dies you know uh, kind of like the batgirl movie that 
<laughs> they just said, like, nope. <laughs> so, um, something positive that I look forward to. Uh, Netflix has renewed Love, Death, Robots for a season four. Nice. Yeah, that's been a, that's been a good... Uh, I mean, I wonder how many episodes it'll be, because like, every season they do less episodes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you know this is gonna be one episode, but it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> then again, what if they go the Stranger Things route and like every episode this time is Instead like of 15, a 20 full minutes, hour like... and a half <laughs> yeah. like fucking film? All right, then then maybe we'll because I I would watch an entire film of the fucking three robots. <laughs> I like those guys. So yeah, we we don't have any details on what it's going to about or anything but I, I don't know I mean the first three seasons have been good I anticipate this one to also be good um something not a reboot not a you know don't call it a comeback not a comeback but uh Steven Spielberg's Jaws is an IMAX this summer OG and they have Jaws. a IMAX trailer. Oh shit. <laughs> um so yeah, it is the classic 1975 um the first summer blockbuster. Yep. So it'll be, you know, on IMAX screen September 2nd. And dude, like I mean, I still enjoy like if I'm flipping through channels and Jaws is on, I still stop to watch it every time. Yeah. Hell, even Jaws 3. I watch that one Mick. Jaws four, not so good. But Jaws one and three, yeah, I'll sit there and watch it if it's if it pops up. But I mean, you know, that's still, you know, we live in the southeast. That's still very much summertime. Um, you know, I I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I need to get out to the IMAX for that. That'll be uh that'll be worth it. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> We're slowly approaching October, <laughs> which means Halloween, this spooky Halloween. things, this Halloween. and creepy things. And a creepy thing that I saw that doesn't appear to want to take itself too seriously, which I also enjoy, is Teddy told me to do it. <laughs> so, Demon Teddy Ruxpin? Um, you know... Basically, this is a, you know, Halloween haunt story, and the villain is uh, Teddy, who originated from the 2011 sci-fi. Um, wow, <laughs> we're talking about Skittles and some other things? Like, I don't know what's happening right now. But Fucking demons getting the computers, man. So, uh, the person that um, did Face Off um, is a throwback to the classic slasher and it's going to be bloody. It appears to be, you know... It's one of those that's like, I know what I am, and I'm happy to stay in my lane, so it's going to be a good time because I'm going to make fun of myself. <laughs> it's kind of like you see the trailers for that uh, Winnie the Pooh horror movie they did. That shit looked fucking twisted. So oh, yeah. I'm down for a... a demon teddy bear story so this is you know we'll follow a couple of hunters who set to resurrect a shuttered you know a halloween haunt with a bloody plast um 
They go to buy an old defunct haunted attraction. They think they'll just have fun, make some money. After meeting their realtor and the groundskeeper, they learn the property, you know, has... So basically they bought Crystal Lake, but a theme park. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, Sounds good. I mean, what? I feel like there was another... There's got to be a, some kind of creepy character going, You're all going to yeah. die here! So, you know, they audition, hire a full cast of Haunt actors, and, you know... <laughs> As a former Haunt actor myself, I will definitely... Uh... <laughs> this will be a, a, <laughs> a, a bear mask killer. <laughs> so think Michael Myers, only with a, uh, you know, bear mask. Hmm. Where's my honey, bitch? <laughs> Bees. Bitch, better get, better have my honey. <laughs> no release date yet, but this is something that I will be following closely. Uh, yeah, I'm not big into anime. But something that apparently has gotten really popular, and I think we might have talked about this, like as a manga or something at I've one seen point. pictures of this, but I've never actually watched any of it. So, it looks fucked up. Chainsaw Man, which is a hit series manga, is getting a anime adaptation, and the first trailer will be linked. With a dude with a chainsaw head. Yeah. They're like, so, Edward Scissorhands? Nah, we got Edward Chainsaw Head. What up? <laughs> I mean, the only Chainsaw Man I know is uh, Leatherface, so this will be. <laughs> I mean, this is Japanese Leatherface. <laughs> so I mean, you know, basically, Konichiwa, bitches. Our our main character, you know, is a teenage boy makes a deal with the devil, you know, <laughs> as one does, as one does, you know, trying to you know stop living a uh, rock bottom life, um, and he repays his debt by harvesting devil corpses with. Pochita. And one day, our character is killed. As his consciousness fades, he makes a contract with Pochita and gets revived as a chainsaw man. A man <laughs> with a <the> devil's heart. <laughs> so this sounds ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, so it. apparently, you know, there's a lot of dark humor, um, dynamic characters, you know. This is supposed to be, like, one of the most anticipated, you know, new series this year. You know, so... Um, you know, folks uh, familiar with Crunchy Crunchyroll, which you know, I mean, it's basically anime Netflix. Yes, <laughs> if you have a membership, it's full of anime. So you know, da, 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 da. so this will be a simulcast series from Japan, subtitled and dubbed in more than two hundred countries and territories around the world. Dubs will be. English, so we'll understand what the fuck is going on without having to read everything. Yeah, I'm not one of those hardcore anime guys. Like, no, you got to do the subtitles. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I, I don't uh, want to read. <laughs> I just want to listen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, if that's all you got for us this week. I uh, may or may not have another episode before Dragon Con, but if you're coming to Dragon Con, we will be at the Dragon Con Cigar Group meetup on Thursday night uh, at the Red Phone Booth. Come out and hang with us. Uh, Shoot us a message on the Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebooks, whatever, because we will be there all weekend roaming around, filming, recording some shit for the podcast. Uh, 
if you want to smoke with us, we'll probably either be at the Hyatt pool or the Sheridan uh, back lot uh, smoking area, which they added chairs last year, which was nice. And you can all watch all the uh, cosplayers come take photos uh, while you're out there smoking your cigars. So, yeah, if you're in the area, hit us up. We'll do a hang, have a drink, have a smoke. Uh, you can check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the YouTubes uh, at CigarNerdPod. Uh, get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Get your energy drink at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code CigarNerds. And if uh, life is strange, just have a pizza, my dudes. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.